This is your Week in Gaming, episode 30, recorded for the 19th of January 2024, to bring you all the latest news from the world of gaming. On today's episode of the podcast, we talk World of Warcraft Warbands, Ubisoft game subscriptions, Steam top sales, and Sony drives a car with a controller. Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 30 of your week in gaming. I learned from my mistake, Sam. I remembered our podcast's name and I mentioned it in our <laughs> intro. <laughs> it, uh, it kind of fell off uh, last week when we had Smurf on, but uh, it's back to just regular with me and my co-host, Samantha. Hello. We were talking briefly, like just before the podcast. There's a lot of news that has There's been coming so out in 2024. With, and it's with, so funny. With gaming. Because our like news nobody cares about last week was essentially a dig at Game Rant for like scraping the bottom of the barrel for things to like write news about at the end of yeah. last year, and now suddenly it is absolutely booming. We can already see that twenty twenty four is going to be another phenomenal year to be a gamer. Yeah, I was I was scouring around trying to find some sort of news that nobody would really care about, and the only thing I could actually come across was. Things about uh, computer chassis and and cases and how they've kind of evolved, uh, you know. But uh, I was like, that's not really something that nobody cares about because I like the way that my case looks. I want the, I think it's the Height Y70. It's got like this big LCD touchscreen on the side. It's like a 12-inch display or whatever. It's huge and it's such a nice case. But I was like, that's not somebody. That's something that nobody's going to be like caring about. I care about things like that. So we didn't put it in the news at all. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But I think let's just get into it. We've got a lot of of news that we would like to cover. I will get the words out eventually. I promise. I promise. (laughs) At Gaming News Now, World of Warcraft players should hold back on their anticipation about some new features that are coming uh, out in the warbands. So warbands in World of Warcraft will allow for reputation to be account-wide, but not all factions will be included in it right away. Now, if you're not aware, warband seeks to make almost everything in World of Warcraft uh, account-shared, right? Uh, Including achievements, currencies, and reputations. Now, it is not confirmed yet whether legacy factions will be coming to warbands, but it is something that they are hoping to do. Uh, the new factions will be part of the uh, warbands, but currently we don't know. Uh, I, for one, am a big fan of these quality of life changes, and I hope that they continue to bring in some massive changes for the uh, the game. Also, I've pre-ordered the game. I've pre-ordered the War <laughs> Within, and I'm super excited for it. And really, really happy for these quality of life changes. I don't know about you, but the reputation grind in historical things for different characters constantly was painful. I will say I'm a little on the fence about it, and it's going to be for the dumbest reason imaginable. So because you've done it? No, 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 no. It's not even about that. Uh, it's it's okay. it's more about like. So I have a max level character. Say for hmm. instance, right? Max level character, uh, raid ready. You know, I'm I'm pushing content. I'm doing Mythic Plus. You know, do my weekly raid log or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Now it's a random Thursday. I'm not raiding, not doing Mythic Plus. I finished mm-hmm. all my quests, got all the mounts, because, you know, that's, that's, that's what I do. Now what? I know, I can grind rep. No, I can't, because that's account-wide. All of the reps are already, you know, like, that you can't do things on your alts that you, 
and I'm not saying that it's that that makes it a bad thing, right? I think that overall, especially for your casual gamer, it is definitely a good thing. But I can tell you that, like for myself, when I used to be a hardcore WoW gamer, I used to get so bored. And if there's nothing to do on my alts, then there's just nothing to do. <laughs> no, I'm 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 complete opposite. I'm quite happy for these quality of life changes. And recently, I've been playing a lot more World of Warcraft than what I had. I've actually been having a lot of fun with Dragonflight. The uh, the new expand or the the new uh, patch dropped today of of recording, and you know the dragon flying everywhere seems super cool. I'm going to be playing a little a little bit of it later on, um, but I'm quite happy for this because going back to when it was Battle for Azeroth, when you had to grind reputations in order for you to unlock allied races. And if you want to try and unlock everything, like me, I like to unlock everything, you had to do it on Horde and Alliance. And yeah. then there was like five factions each. So you had to grind 10 factions to Exalted. And that's not even like, it, and that was just, you know, that one instance. If there was, say, another character or different class that you had leveled in a, a previous expansion and you wanted to get a specific item, but you could only, uh, you had to have rep for it. It wasn't account wide, so I had grinded the rep and everything, say in Wrath of the Lich King, for uh, one faction. You know, the Sons of Hodia, for example. If I wanted an item from there for one of my other characters during a specific part, I had to grind that same rep to there. That's just it, it, it's you're drawing out the game too much. But I do understand why there's like a little bit of um, difficulty in consolidating like the old reps, for example, because if you think of, for example, uh, Booty Bay rep right? Mm. That's, it's and diametrically opposed. Exactly. So there are mm. some reps that particularly if you've got alliance and um, horde characters. So let's say your horde is, you know, exalted with the one, your alliance is exalted with the other. Now, how do you reconcile the two? Mm. It, it becomes a bit of a weird uh, situation. So I do yeah. understand why they're struggling to make it that all of the older reps are, you know, included in this. But mm. I suppose it is quite nice because it, it also makes the alt grind easier. Because in my same example, right? So your main character is completely kitted out, ready to go all, mm. you know. Now you want to make your alt. Now you got to start from zero. And that in itself can also be incredibly frustrating because a lot of stuff yes. is rep-gated. So I do see this being very helpful. And maybe it'll encourage more people to make alts. Because a, a large part of not wanting to have an alt is not wanting to grind through all of that nonsense all over again. An Ubisoft exec is under the impression that gamers need to get comfortable with not owning their games. It's the DVD conversation all over again, Andrew. <laughs> what is up with these people deciding that things that you've paid for, you just don't own? So it, it to clarify, they're speaking specifically about subscription services. So, you know, Bring it to the DVDs. You got your Netflix, your Amazon Prime, etc. Uh, bring it back to gaming. You got your your Xbox Game Pass, your PS Plus, your your Switch Online, or whatever the hell that's called, Nintendo Online. Ubisoft is now doing something similar that uh, you know that a lot of companies are trying to move into now. You have your different tiers of subscription service, and your different tiers offer you different things, but you don't actually own the game. And while this is the direction that the entire world seems to be going into with all digital media, I have a serious problem with it. Like, 
for certain things. I think that it's like if you if you're gonna make it a subscription service, make it that the games still exist and are buyable outside of the subscription service, right? Like if I don't want a Netflix subscription, I can go and buy a DVD. I might struggle to find the DVD, particularly in South Africa, uh, especially if it's something old, but all new things that come out get DVDs. DVD box sets for series, DVDs for movies, Blu-rays, whatever the case is, they do exist. So you have an option. You can go subscription service or you can be a collector. This needs to be the same thing. And the implication in what this exec is saying is that like, oh, you should just be comfortable with not owning things. You know, the implication is now we're not going to make it available outside of subscription. We're not going to make it so that you can just fit, like own the thing. And that is an issue for me because that is money, bro. I spent money. And yes, I got like I, I <laughs> some fun out of it. But no, like I want to own things. I... I understand where you're coming from. I think I'm also just on the bridge of it. Like, well, I mean, technically, if you go and purchase the game, you're not purchasing it to like, uh, you're purchasing the license in order for you to play it. So if licensing, like, I, I, I understand both sides of the argument, right? Uh, I think I'm just very indifferent. I mean, if they say, listen, you're going to have to pay a subscription instead of the game, fine, but you best make sure that the subscription service is worth my time like uh, either the World of Warcraft, you know, your game time or whatever, that's completely worth my time. Xbox Game Pass, completely worth your time and money. So as long as you get your money out from the subscription services, I don't really, I don't really mind. But I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you know, personally, I, I don't like Ubisoft games and the games that they've oh, got. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like Ubisoft is something else. Like, uh, <laughs> th this is more about like the principle, all right? Less about the company. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like, so I'll give you an example, right? I, I'm with you on Xbox Game Pass. So you get Game Pass, you play a really cool game, a game that knocks your socks off. And we know that games don't stay on Xbox Game Pass forever. Like they've just removed uh, one of the Hitman games. But mm -hmm. you can still go and buy the game so if you loved it and it's not available on xbox game pass anymore guess what you can go to steam or wherever and you can pay for G -G the game Epic. or GOG. exactly right you can go and find it and pay for it and download it and now you own it whereas yeah. if something is purely subscription service and they decide well we're just not offering that game anymore tough cookie Nah, yeah, that that I can agree with, and that's that's that that I understand. Like, if I can't purchase it, I mean, I'm going to be a little bit sour about it. Um, but if I see things like that, I just will never support the the peeps again if they want to pull shady tactics like that. Like so, Ubisoft. It, <laughs> just our, like Ubisoft. Our list Man. of like devs that we don't support anymore is just growing. <laughs> it's it's crazy how long that list is getting. But mm. at the end of the day. People just scroll down and hit, you know, terms and conditions. It doesn't matter. They just hit it. Take the time and just, even if you just squiz through it, sometimes the things that you will read will make you think twice about doing it. But we want to play the game. So it is what it is. So there was an article that was published about Steam games and the number, like the, the revenue that they brought in. And number two will definitely surprise you, right? So GamesRadar published this article about the top 10 game sales for the 2023 calendar year. And to no one's surprise, Baldur's Gate made out uh, made the most on Steam, right? 
but by margins that are going to like blow your mind. And I'm going to go through them now, right? So BG3 on Steam made $657 million. And that game was released on the 3rd of August, 2023. That's an immense amount of money, all right? Hogwarts Legacy was second with $341 million, right? Less than half of what, uh, or sorry, uh, well, a little bit over half. Sorry, my math is a little bit bad. And then Starfield, I don't know how, but anyway, clearly they just <clears throat> yoinked people's money. But that ended up third with $235 million, all right? So BG3 made more money than Hogwarts Legacy and Starfield combined, right? And you think that's scary? Wait for this, right? BG3 made more money than people than the the people that finished four through ten by forty four million, right? Like that. Let, let that sink in. It's an astronomical amount, right? The other games that were included in this list that actually made like serious money. Um, in at number four was Resident Evil 4 with 159 million. Sons of the Forest with 116 million. Armored Core 6 at 87 million. FC 24, that's the EA's new yeah. FIFA, basically, right? At 81 million. Uh, Jedi Survivor with 68, which I was a little surprised by, but I've also played the game and it's pretty good, so I felt like it would be a little bit more. Um, Lethal Company, which made 52 million, which is a big shock considering, first of all, how cheap it is. It just shows you how mm-hmm. many, how much it's been purchased. And then City Skylines 2 with 50 million, right? A little bit surprised with with that. I haven't played it yet. I enjoyed City Skylines. It, it's something that's on my radar to to play. All in all, the top 10 games made $1.846 billion. That is $1,846,000,000 made by these 10, just these games. And people want to like say, oh, gaming, whatever. No, 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 no. You know, capitalism is rife within the gaming oh, industry. And I love seeing companies make the money for all the hard work that they put into this like out of curiosity i would actually love to find out how much it cost the devs uh to make or how much it cost larian studios to make bg3 for example because to make 657 million of just the steam sales is crazy like you make a really good point about lethal company right so lethal company is ten dollars on steam right Mm -hmm. It made more money than City Skylines, which is $50 on Steam. Yep. Five like, times more. It is ridiculous how well... Like, I know Lethal Company was a game that we mentioned last week as well. Uh, it's really become super popular. A lot of people have been playing it. But, like, that is impressive to have made those kind of numbers. But, like, so we so we spoke about Baldur's Gate and how much how like astronomically much more money it made than any other game that came out in the entirety of 2023. And people are still bitching that Spider-Man didn't win Game of the Year? Where is Spider-Man <laughs> on the list? Well, I ask you. First of all, <laughs> well, not on Steam, so they wouldn't be part of this uh, at all. But I mean, don't, I still don't, don't think it would have made Don't throw your logic at me, Andrew. <laughs> How dare I use logic at 2024, right? But yeah, it's, I mean, 657 million just on Steam, right? That's not PS, Xbox, or any other, uh, you know, platform it was sold on, right? Yes, Steam takes, I think, 
uh, 30%. But I mean, Larian still pocketed a massive amount of money here at the end of the day. So you know what? Good on them, you know, and uh, I hope to see more games crash even bigger numbers than we've seen just in 2023 this year. Spider-Man cost $350 million to make, oh, sorry, 305, no, 315, 315. That was their budget to make. That's insane. Of, of that 300 million was probably just the licensing. <laughs> Can't imagine. I, can, I, can, I, can, I, can. <laughs> I mean, it could be, you never know. But I see that like, um, uh, I'm not. I'm not seeing the the answer to the question of how much did they actually make. Everybody's very keen to say how much you know the budget was. Nobody wants to say how much it actually sold for. Is the number that embarrassing, guys? Who knows? But I guess maybe it'll come out in the future after it sits around for a little bit more. But yeah, total t- ten games made one point eight billion dollars. Super proud of them. Yeah, very impressive. Pokemon with guns is out on Game Pass. If you're confused, the game is more colloquially. <clears throat> if you're confused, the game is more colloquially known as Pal World. That released <laughs> on Game Pass uh, yesterday, as at day of releasing the episode. Uh, and I'm really, really excited to try this game out. So. It's like an open world survival, monster collecting, third person shooter game. It it really is Pokemon with guns. Uh, it obviously draws it a is. lot of um, inspiration from the Pokemon game, but there's a lot of extra stuff that makes it quite unique, right? There's like a whole range of different gameplay mechanics. There's farming, exploration, automation, breeding. There's even poaching. Did, bro, nobody was poaching in my Pokemon. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm really excited for this. Um, and I love the fact that it's coming to, to Xbox Game Pass. It's one of those games that's like genre... What's the word? It's not genre defining, but it's genre challenging, I suppose. Like yeah. Pokemon has been the main game of its genre, just about the only game of its genre, the only one we ever talk about, the only one any- anyone ever cares about. It has been the game for the longest time. It's kind of like The Sims being um, pushed by Life by You, right? Pal World is the new challenger to step up to Pokemon. And it's definitely got a far more adult feel to it. And I know that adults love Pokemon. They love the nostalgia. They love kind of reliving their childhood years. But I also know that a lot of us boomers, we don't understand the new gen, okay? Gen 1, that that's all we understand, right? So I feel like a whole new game with guns, it's going to be fun. I'm definitely going to give it a try. I know that me and my brother-in-law have been talking about it. Um, he He's talked a lot about Power World and how he's super excited for it um, because it's f- for free on Xbox Game Pass. You know, if you don't have Game Pass, you should really get it. And uh, I'm going to give it a try. I'm super keen, super excited for it. Uh, I like I like the uh, the fact that it's challenging, you know, the likes of Pokemon. Is mm-hmm. it going to, uh, you know, supersede them? I don't think so. All right. I'll, I'll be really quite not. honest and frank right now. It's probably not. But... It's always good to have a little bit of a challenge and things. Plus, I think it's uh, it's going to attract a different target audience uh, mm-hmm. as well. I just uh, hope that it is going to live up to the hype that I've been seeing a lot of people are, you know, hyping the game up. All right. 
As per usual, we have a whole lot of news that does not fit into our headlines. So we're going to be kicking off with our special mentions. And the first one I think is going to be a really nice one, kind of, for uh, Andrew and I because we're big D&D players. A D&D campaign comes to a devastating end after 30 years. Now, That's let me crazy. explain something. To First and foremost... A campaign taking 30 years is unheard of. Most campaigns take like a year or two if you can keep your group l- together long enough to get to <laughs> a year or two, yeah. right? Yes. <laughs> you, yes. You, yes. you understand 100%. Mm. So you think of like Critical Role, for example, their campaigns are like three, four years, somewhere in that benchmark. Like campaigns mm. don't go on for 30 years. How did it take you 30 years to get to level 20, man? Like, that is obscene. They started, it, it, they say it was like a, an undisclosed version of Dungeons and Dragons. It was probably like 3.5e or something. And it ended in a TPK. But the coolest part about this is that the DM then worked it that, like, the, I know I'm going really long for a special mention, but I love the story. So the DM worked at that the big bad that they were fighting basically changed the entire world and the party were reincarnated as level zero characters in this big bad's world. And now they have to fight to regain their previous powers and then take down the big bad at the end. So another 30-year campaign is on the way, people. But it's just... Th- this whole story just blew my mind. <laughs> crazy 30 years is unheard of final fantasy 14 released patch 6.55 bringing the story of the endwalker expansion to a close and introducing new side quests uh changes were made to the pvp mode called shatter including adjusted spawn rates and damage nerfs to certain jobs the patch also includes updates uh, to the other games allied tribe quests island sanctuary uh Taratu's or tataru's uh, grand endeavors and the Mandeville Relic Weapons. Sorry, I completely derped on the words there. <laughs> Blizzard confirms Diablo 4 Season 3, Season of the Construct, launching on January 23rd, 2024. So that's like next week, people. Introducing new stories and gameplay mechanics. Players will face a demon named Malthus, who has taken over Zoltan Cool's lab, which you may remember from Diablo 3, and created constructs that threaten sanctuary security. Players can collect and fuse governing and tuning stones to augment their own construct companion and take on new vault activities. Sea of Thieves Season 11 brings fresh and meaningful updates addressing concerns about the game's lack of new content. The most significant update is the addition of diving, allowing players to fast travel underwater but at the cost of losing loot. Uh, The new quest system and progression with trading uh, companies Offer more control and reward with a hundred new levels of unlockable items. It's a lot. That's it is a lot. A lot. Uh, Tomb Raider 123 Remastered Collection brings enhanced gameplay and art with modern and classic control options, boss health bars, new models, and real time lighting effects. Asper collaborated with Crystal Dynamics to maintain the original game's look and feel while updating them for today's gamers. The remastered collection preserves Lara Croft's iconic original design, providing a modern polish while staying true to the original gameplay. And like the Diablo 2 Resurrected, there will be a button that you can toggle legacy graphics and new graphics. Here's the question I pose to you. Triangles 
or not triangles? If you know, you know. (laughs) (laughs) If you know, you know. And if you're playing in anything other than triangles, what's wrong with you? Uh, (laughs) Stalker 2 is coming to Xbox Game Pass on September 5th, 2024 as a day one game after multiple delays. Stalker fans have waited well over a decade to get their hands on the next installment in the survival horror series. And its presence in Game Pass will no doubt thrill many. The Finals is releasing its first major Season 1 update, Update 1.5.0, on January 17th, which includes new additions like the Solo Bank mode, uh, Solo Banket mode, my apologies, balance changes, improved security, bug fixes, and a bigger store. The update's focus on improved security features might help address the game's rampant cheating issues, although the extent of these upgrades is still unclear. Genshin Impact Leak reveals upcoming characters uh, Zanyun? Um, Sean, I, Shan Yun, I'm so sorry, Sean, for butchering because <laughs> I know that you will have an issue with it. And give me for the next update. Five new playable units, including popular characters. I can't even pronounce these names. Uh, Arcalino and 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 Claw Knight. Join <laughs> the roster soon. You see. I'm just, so glad I'm, you chose this one. That's fantastic. Chiori expected to be the only five-star characters in Update 4.5 with off-field support abilities. I'm so sorry, Genshin Impact players. I really, <laughs> I don't know how. I'm, I don't even know how you keep track of all of them. Next time we have Genshin news, we need to just get Sean on to just read that new segment. <laughs> or just get him to read it, just that little piece, and we'll just insert it in, you know? Because, man, these names... <laughs> Uh, former CD Projekt Red developers at Rebel Wolves have announced their new game, Dawnwalker, through a tweet and accompanying wallpaper hinting at a vampire-themed setting. The studio's previous announcement suggested that Dawnwalker is a dark fantasy RPG set in a middle-age-like world, potentially allowing players to assume the role of a vampire. Rebel Wolves may have drawn inspiration from its work on The Witcher 3's vampire-themed expansion, Blood and Wine, but it remains uncertain how closely Dawnwalker will resemble the developers' previous projects. Overwatch 2's upcoming Season 9 will bring significant changes to the game's heroes, including a less powerful version of the support class self-healing passive ability for tank and damage heroes. This is evidently part of a larger set of balance changes coming uh, into Season 9, but one of Overwatch's biggest issues has always been the length of team fights and over-sustain. I'm trying to withhold judgment until we hear more, but uh, currently sounds ridiculous, I guess. It, it sounds absolutely, I love how you're like, I guess, yeah, I wrote that part. It does, it sounds <laughs> ridiculous. So um, over-sustain, over-heal, fights being extended for far too long, making games incredibly long by, you know, by extension. To now add a passive support to the tanks and the DPS as well as your healers, it, hmm. Uh, the Steam version of Elden Ring has added a new DLC package, suggesting that the Shadow of the Erdtree DLC could be coming soon. From Software has a history of delivering high-quality DLC, raising expectations for this expansion. Evidence such as updates to the Steam files and a leaked controller release date point to the possibility of the Elden Ring DLC being released in February 2024. I got lost in the source in that sentence. Honkai Star Rail uh, leak reveals new combat mechanics, including mutation and quake <laughs> counter that provides buff and shields against challenging enemies in the Panakami region. Players will encounter unique enemies in the Panakami, uh, such as a mecha dinosaur and TV creatures, uh, requiring different strategies and party setups to defeat them. Version 2.0 of Honkai Star Rail will offer bountiful rewards 
through the Panakami offering system, similar to Genshin Impact's Tree of Dreams, giving players a chance to claim valuable items and materials. Why can I pronounce these names perfectly fine, but not Genshin? I don't. I don't know. I don't to be know. fair, those are pretty simple names. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's one for Sean. Although I did chat with him about it earlier today. Hi Ray Studios revealed a sequel to its third-person MOBA Smite. Smite Two. For the Overwatch gamers, we've seen this. We know this. They have confirmed <laughs> that the sequel will be built using Unreal Engine 5 and will be entering closed alpha in spring or autumn 2024, which interested players are encouraged to sign up for in advance. For those that don't know, however, your skins will not carry over from Smite 1 to Smite 2. They will give you some sort of an in-game currency to try and make up for this, but you will lose all of your skins. So well done, hi Res. Huh. I wonder we have seen this before. Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> has a <laughs> Exactly. You see those gifts of the cats and things just having these little freaks. Yeah. Mojang has announced the end of development of Minecraft Legends less than a year after the game was released. Despite high initial player numbers, some fans were disappointed with the game's underwhelming AI and sometimes tedious gameplay. Despite the end of development, players can still enjoy the existing content of the game and participate in PvP and co-op. Yeah, I'll be honest, I've never been a fan of Minecraft, so... Uh, The developers of Vampire Survivors released a new update teasing their plans for the coming year, including the version 1.9 update set to launch in February. The team at Punkle are working on adding online multiplayer and cross-save functionality, which may face challenges due to compliance with data protection laws. I'll be Uh, honest with you. Before you go on to the the news nobody really cares about, um, I tried Vampire Survivors, and I actually didn't enjoy it. But Halls of Torment, same. Same card, loved it. I think it was maybe just the character, or whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll try give it another go, but I, I didn't enjoy Vampire Survivors for the, the fifteen minutes that I played. I haven't played it, so I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> I have no opinion. And this week in the news that nobody cares about, maybe some people care about it, but for the most part, I feel like this is whatever. Sony drove a car using a PS5 controller. And this was to uh, highlight how amazing their controller is, the potential beyond gaming for the PS5 controller. Um, The Afila concept car, which was developed in collaboration with Honda, was remotely controlled using the feature-rich DualSense controller. So he believes that software can define new functions and value as demonstrated by the uh, Afila's camera-equipped AI vision system and Unreal Engine 5 integration. Now, I'm going to be honest, this just feels like IRL Forza. <laughs> I was just about to say, like, are we <laughs> going to be seeing people drive now in their cars instead of, like, their hands or their wheel, their, like, their hands just below their, you know, by them <laughs> with a controller and everything? Is this is this really what we're going to? Have people become, like, that lazy to turn a wheel that we now just want to use our thumbs and, like... It's it's crazy to think about. Yeah, honestly, I, I don't know if I uh, if I think this is the best idea. Have you seen how some people play racing games? Like, mm, I, I crash into every barrier. I give me a steering wheel and and foot pedals and a gear shift any day of the week. I this this just sounds dangerous. It does sound dangerous. Look, I do I do like it in the sense of it is going to give. You well, put it this way, if it does become a thing, right, it does make it 
you know, driving and transporting yourself around more accessible for those people that cannot drive, um, maybe because of some uh, sort of disability. So super stoked about that if it does give people more access. But at the same time, I've seen people play Grand Theft Auto with a controller. I've seen people play Forza with controllers. Like the fact that you are allowed behind a wheel and now you want to get in a car with it, just no, you should not, right? Mm-hmm. However, I've also seen people play Forza and stuff with a steering wheel and how those people got driving licenses as well. I have no <laughs> clue. But, <laughs> and that, but that's just me. <laughs> Listen, how, is- how some people in this country get their qualifications in general. I had an electrician in here today and he, he came and he stood by my desk and he goes, because they're busy installing the solar. And he says to me, What's the best way to see if you have power? My brother in Christ, turn on the light. Like what? <laughs> what? What is that question? <laughs> I don't know. Take a multimeter as you're an electrician to like some plugs, maybe, or turn you know, go check the DB balls. Like, not even that. Did you turn on the light switch? What? Flick a light switch, or go to the fr- open. You, you know, there's so many different ways that you can see. Uh-oh. It raises so many questions. I don't... (laughs) Sometimes I've got such big hopes for humanity. And then there are people that will remind you why those memes of, I don't want to live on this planet anymore, actually Mm -hmm. exist. And this is an example. But the fact that people are going to try and drive cars with PlayStation 5 controllers is, I think, slightly more worrisome than what people should, you know, consider. Like, Like, think about this. Before we go and venture down this road... Let's just think about it, guys. <laughs> Let's think about it thoroughly before we do. Just because, just because we can, doesn't mean we should. That's all. That's that's what. Just because we can doesn't mean we should. All right. Listen. That's what. That's going to be my closing thing for that. For that is just think about it. Mm-hmm. Imagine people thinking in twenty twenty four. Right. Oh, God. Out, outrageous. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Well, that about rounds up on news and gaming this week. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 30 of your Week in Gaming. Uh, you can find us on socials at YWIG Podcast and by email at weekendgamingpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Andrew and you can find me at my name is Pengu. I'm uh, Sam. You can find me at Nari Mizuki. I also stream on Twitch. Follow me. Thank you. You should. She's quite entertaining. Our next episode will be out on Friday, the 26th of January, 2024 at 7 a.m. GMT plus 2 and across all major podcast platforms. We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye.